Welcome to the Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin, where to begin, grow, and aspire to become the best stylist you can be. Whether you're thinking about becoming a stylist, opening a salon, or developing your skills as an experienced stylist, the next step of your beauty career starts here. Each week, we'll discuss strategic ways to design, plan, and execute on becoming a stylist that excels behind the chair and above the bottom line. Here's your host, Tracy Franklin. So you've just decided to enroll in beauty school and you're so excited. Well, I'm going to tell you right now that it's probably not what you think it's going to be. It's going to be a lot of things and you're going to learn a lot. Some's going to be out of a textbook. A lot of it is going to be life lessons. But one thing that you need to be aware of is that you're not going to get everything that you need out of the 1,500 hours that you're going to spend in that school. I talk a lot about continued education. I talk a lot about making sure that you keep your craft interesting to you. And beauty school is just the first step. You know, everyone thinks, oh, this is going to be so awesome. And parts of it are. I don't want to discourage you. Parts of beauty school are a ton of fun and parts aren't. Some of it's a lot of repetition. Some of it's a lot of anxiety. You know, you're trying things for the first time ever on a person. (laughs) And that can be very scary. But it's a beautiful industry. I'm proud of you for making the decision. I just want to let you know there's a lot more to it than meets the eye. I was a good student. I'm going to toot my own horn here for a minute. I I really was. I was a good student. I had a good attitude. I was eager to learn. I worked hard. I knew I had to make a go of this. I knew failure wasn't an option. I knew a lot of people were depending on me. I knew my school was depending on me. I knew my kids were depending on me. And most of all, I was depending on me. This was a choice that I had made in a really dark time in my life. And I declared this my fresh start. So I was depending on me. I had a lot to prove. And most of all, I wanted to prove it to myself. When my first boss came to the school, you know, he was really well known in the industry and he was opening a new salon and he came to the school and he was like, I want your best. Give me your best. So three of us were chosen. Couldn't believe I was one of them. Could not believe it. Was not expecting that. Went to this little loft, did our little interview, did our cut. I think I had to do like four foils or something like that. I can't really remember. It was so long ago, but I was really, really nervous, but also really, really honored. You know, it was a crazy mix of emotions that day. I got the job, like was not expecting to get the job, but I did. I got the job and I was so nervous, but I knew even then, knowing as little as I knew about the industry, I knew that I was about to embark on an incredible journey. And it was an incredible opportunity. And I was not going to let fear get in my way. I was going to take that job and I was going to show up and I was going to do my best. And that's exactly what I did. My instructors were so proud of me. I had never, I had never really experienced that before. Like, what does it feel like when someone's really, really proud of you for something that you worked hard to master? I was blown away and I was hungry for more. Like that did something for me. It did something for my confidence. It did something for, you know, a new belief that I was trying to develop in myself. And I'll never forget the way that made me feel. And I love that saying, you know, like people will forget what you did for them, but they will never forget the way that that makes you feel. And I always remember that. And I always remember this moment. 
I studied really, really hard for my state boards. Like a lot of people don't pass their state boards on the first try. And I'm here to tell you right now that is okay. That is okay. I have hired people to work in my salon that failed their exam three times and are the most incredible stylist that I've ever had in my salon. It is really hard. And not all of us are great test takers. You know, it's a lot of pressure. It's a long day. When I took my test, we took all of it in one day. Now they've got it broken up. And I'm not sure if that's better or worse. But I just know that I took one part of my test in the morning, went to lunch, came back into the second part. So I left that day knowing whether or not I had a barber license. Now they kind of drag it out and I think they kind of torture people with that information or lack thereof. But I say all that to say, don't get hung up on how many times it takes you to pass that test. Just make sure that eventually you pass that test. Do not give up on yourself. It's a very stressful situation, but don't give up. So let's fast forward to my first day of work. I was very nervous. Obviously, I was very nervous. I went in. I was ready. I set up my station. Let's do this. Not a single client on my first day of work. And nothing will make you question your future more than that. Your first day of work, not a single client. Now, keep in mind, this was a new salon, okay? So it wasn't like there was a line out the door to get in. We were still establishing ourselves. But no clients hit hard. And I went home with a really crappy attitude that day. I remember just feeling like, well, I've screwed up. (laughs) But I went back the next day, obviously. And the next day I had one haircut. I'll never forget. I know who the person was. I still remember them. They're no longer a client, but I remember exactly who they were. One haircut, not a huge confidence boost, but better than zero, right? Like one is always better than zero. By the end of that week, I had served four clients. You guys, I was so discouraged. I really thought, how? How do people do this? Like that was not enough to even pay for the after school care for my children that week for me to even be in the salon. I just was questioning everything. You know, this wasn't what I expected. And that's exactly why I'm sharing this with you right now is because I want you to know that you are not going to walk into a perfect situation and a full clientele when you graduate school. There is not going to be a van full of people waiting for you at the salon on your first day. It is a slow build and you've got to have the patience and the strength to get there. You will get there, but you have to be patient. Luckily, my boss pulled me aside and was like, hey, this is normal. I needed someone to tell me this is normal because it wasn't normal in my book. But as somebody that doesn't know anything about the industry, why would I know that? We all need someone like that in our lives. All these people, the teachers, my first boss, all the educators along the way have taught me what it means to really sow into someone's life, what it means to really impact someone in the most positive and beautiful way. And that's why I'm opening a school. I want to be that person for as many people for as many years as I possibly can, because we all need those people. And I want to be that someone for you. In this industry, you've got a lot of options. You can really find your niche even in school. Like, do you want to do nails? Are you a skincare girl? Would you like to be a cosmetologist or a barber? 
a standard barber that really focuses on men's grooming. You know, there are a lot of avenues that you can take in this industry. And the first step is figuring out what that looks like for you. What do you what do you really want to do? You know, for me, I did a little bit of investigating and I just thought barbering was for me. My first experience with a beauty school was the barber shop. It was uh, or the barber school. Pardon me. It was close to my house. And everyone looked like they were having so much fun in there. And I really liked the balance of male and female grooming and male and female students. Like, I think we've all had that experience with girls, you know, where it can be a little bit clicky, a little bit catty sometimes. So I liked the idea of being able to throw a little testosterone into the mix. And I just felt like I was really interested in, you know, old school barbering, straight razor shaves, fades and things like that. So that was the avenue that I took. But I do so love that there are so many options out there available for people to choose from. I was really excited about school. I was 26 years old when I went to barber school. So I felt like I was a little bit more mature, a little bit more in touch with, I guess, the student in me. You know, I didn't always do um, the job that I could be proud of in high school, but I had two kids. This was the path I had chosen. So I knew that failure was not an option. So I was a really good student and I made sure that I went in with a really good attitude every day. You never know what to expect. You know, what does is, what is school really look like? You know, you're going to start off with uh, the sanitation. You know, they got to get that across. They will come in and they will shut you down if you do not follow sanitation protocols set forth by the board. So that is something that they always want to make sure that you're hyper aware of. So you're going to learn all that. And that's not the super exciting part, but it is very important. And you're going to use it for the rest of your career. So pay attention. (laughs) Um, You know, you don't get to touch people for a while, but that's okay. You're going to have your little mannequin head and you're going to just screw her up royally. (laughs) And then you can have a little bonfire if you want to afterwards. That's what we did. But honestly, that mannequin kind of becomes your sidekick. Like that's where you're basically learning all of your first haircuts and some of your first color techniques which I took a ton of comfort in. Like, I'm not trying to go out there and do my very first haircut on a person. I know this haircut's only $11, but I'm still going to try my hardest not to screw you up. So I think the fact that we start on mannequins is, is really good. And for me, brought me a lot of comfort. And then the day comes and you get your kit and you are so stinking excited. It's like Christmas. You open up that zipper and you pull out all these fancy tools that you've never even seen before. And it's just so much fun. You know, in school, there's this rotation of the curriculum. So, you know, they're enrolling students like every month. So whatever lesson you come in on is kind of where you get started. For me, it was makeup. Now, in theory, and it might be kind of hard if if you've ever seen me, you might not believe this, but I was not a girly girl. I am the ultimate girly girl now, but growing up in the household that I grew up in, there wasn't a lot of extra money for makeup or jewelry or anything like that. So it just wasn't an option. It's not, it wasn't in me. It wasn't part of who I was, but I loved the idea of it. Like I thought, what if I could be a girly girl? So I dove deep into the makeup and I still... (laughs) 22 years later, I know trends change, but I still use a lot of that foundational information that I got from my very first official makeup lesson. It was just so much fun, you know. And then once we started cutting class, I started working with the public and it was so scary. Again, so much anxiety when it comes to things like that, but you get a little better. 
And the great thing is if you have a good instructor, they're they're there with you. They're guiding you. And let's be honest. I mean, if you are coming to a barber school for a haircut, then you better come correct with those expectations. <laughs> Don't come in expecting a $50 haircut from a chick that just learned how to cut hair on a mannequin for the first time ever. Um, and I think they do. I think they do for the most part. You know, I had a few people that I thought were kind of like overly nitpicky about stuff for the school environment. But at the end of the day, that's a good lesson. You're going to have those people. But I did. I was lucky. I had a teacher that I loved and had a ton of support and learned a lot. In my school, getting chosen to do a cut was a huge honor. If the guy that owned the school that taught the cutting classes came back and called your name, you just like stood up with this immense amount of pride. You got your things and you went out there with your head held high. That's how he wanted you to do it. So like we talked about, I was in school (laughs) 22 years ago. And so a lot of things have changed. But back then, we used to pull hair through a cap. Now, if you're not familiar with that terminology, I encourage you to look it up. It was a little slice of hell here on earth. You basically took this little knitting needle and pulled small strands of hair through this cap. If the client had a lot of hair or it was really long, this was kind of painful. And I wasn't really expecting that. And then, you know, you put the color on, you let it process, and then you pull it off. And there are these crazy looking little blonde noodles in the hair. It was outrageous. And that's how I learned how to highlight hair. I know, crazy. I really was having so much fun though. And there's a lot of repetition. There's a lot of, you know, rolling perms on mannequin heads. I hated that part. Oh my gosh. You had to do like 20 a month or something, which is basically almost every day you're rolling a perm on a mannequin head. And it's just the worst. But you know, it's busy work and you got to do so much of that before they're going to let you, you know, get your license. You're also spending a lot of time working on each other. There is so much, hey girl, you want to curl my hair? Hey girl, you want to highlight my hair? If you come out of beauty school without your hair being damaged, you have really accomplished something because you're always wanting to try something new and you're always trying to talk your fellow students into letting you play. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin. If you enjoyed listening and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. The Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin is a Morgan Franklin production. Today's episode was written and produced by Morgan Franklin. Editing and post-production by Mike Franklin. Want to find out more about Tracy and the Aspiring Barber and Beauty Academy? Go to AspireBarberAndBeauty.com.